you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals, then there's only one place to be. One place to be. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I spoke to dancer and choreographer and teacher Philip Joel. Philip is a very renowned choreographer. He's performed in some of the biggest musicals in the West End and he's such a great guy. I really love chatting to him. We had a nice conversation over a, an iced latte in Starbucks. So sorry for if the, sorry if there's some background noise and I hope you take as much from this podcast as I did. Here is Philip Joel. And we're in, motherfucker. Hello. Hello. Sorry, I always swear right at the beginning so people know that it's not very formal. That's good. And we can say what the hell we, we want. We can say what we like we and say get away like. with it. Um, do I sound okay to you? Am I loud enough? I can enough? hear you. Yeah. Perfect. Am I loud enough? You, you will be, I'm sure. <laughs> 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 so you've just finished teaching. How is that? Nice and warm? It was sweaty. Yeah. It was, well, it's the hottest day of the year so far, so uh, I decided to do a dance class. So you're begging. <laughs> was it busy? Um... It wasn't that busy today, but I'm quite glad because it was so hot. If I had too many people, I think I w- uh, everyone would have passed out. Yeah. So, um, no, it wasn't too busy today. But I, like I said, I'm actually quite grateful for it. Because yeah. if I had 45 people, oh, I think be, I would have cried. It'd yeah. be death. Well, Definitely. I think I would have just had 45 corpses on the floor at the end. We're going to have a relaxation class. Yes, now. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. We're going to work on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do character yeah. development. Yeah. Industry chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You can just play some music and be like, everyone channel something. Yeah, absolutely. Let's great. do monologues. Yeah, yeah that'd be dope. Mm. Um, so when you teach, are you teaching regular now at base? No, no, no. So You're just trying um, to fill in the summer. Well, I mean, there's no colleges. Well, there's no colleges, so I've broken up for the summer for them. And then I always have, I always want to try and meet new people, Mm -hmm. like kind of new dancers as well, because I really understand that it's hard to get an audition these days. Like, the casting director just doesn't want to see you. So it's always quite nice when I do hold these to meet new people and to see new talent and obviously to kind of be reminded of old talent as well that I've worked with people before. Um, No, but that's it now because I'm off to do a show. When do I leave? Tomorrow. So I kind oh, of... Oh, I caught you at a good time. Yeah, I caught... Literally, I was li- like managed... Yeah. So my, like, I had a couple of uh, friends like, can you please do one more class before the summer? And I was like, yeah, I'm off to a show. And then I'm off to Ireland to do something. And then I'm back to do another show. So literally, I was like, that's it. That's me done for the summer. So if, I'm going to try and maybe fit a couple more in. But, oh, nice. What show but are you it'd be like at the end of August. So what show are you off to It's do? a new musical for NYMT. No idea what that is, but it sounds National fantastic. Youth Musical Theatre. Okay. Um, with a director uh, called Kate Gollidge, who I've never worked with, but she emailed me the other day talking about gin. So I thought, we're, oh, we're, we're going to have gonna a lovely time. We're going to be friends. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good we're going to be good, good friends. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. can't wait for our meetings after rehearsal. No, I know. That's what she said. She was <laughs> like, so we're just going to meet and have gin. I was like, lovely. Great. That's, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So I'm excited for that one. So, And I've never done like a brand new musical before from scratch. So we've, we're doing like a workshop with it first before the writers then decide to do what they want with it next so yeah. yeah no that'd be exciting do you enjoy the process of working on musicals i love it what's, what's your favorite aspect of it um i like i mean i love getting to do like massive dance breaks with mm-hmm. a fierce cast i love an opening night um where i kind of hand it over to them yeah you know and um you know, it's, it's, I, a couple of years ago, it was a bit of a weird one because I was at home in Cornwall for Christmas and I had four shows around the world happening at the same time and four show reports mm-hmm. coming in. And then it was that weird moment of where I was like, oh my God, like literally right now, thousands of people have seen my choreography. And I kind of loved that thought of 
my work is on stage and people are seeing yeah. it. So and I you're do at like home. <laughs> and I'm at home. Yeah, yeah, which I is mean, nice. I mean, I, I just had to stop last year because the body was just hurting eight shows a week. I was yeah. like, that's it. My knees are done. What show were you doing last year? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. And was it a, a hard track? Yeah. If like literally. Yeah, yeah. Like literally, I was jumping off crates, uh, you know, straddle leaps, going rolling on the floor, jumping off. And, you know, it was hard. Eight shows a week. Eight shows a week. I mean, casts were great, you know, show was great orchestra were fabulous but it was that time <laughs> taking a bow at the very end and my last show doing Oklahoma I took a bow and I was like that's the last time I'll be on stage oh really I knew it yeah would I anything was, pull you back um I would I would say no but if I could re if I could go back in time and do a show again it would be the producers when yeah. I played Carmen nice because I just spent the moment I walked on stage to the moment I left I just mucked about yeah, but in a professional way. Yeah, but of it was Yeah, it was. That was a, a kind of a dream part and a, a dream show, and um, it was like one of my first. Well, it was the only time I've actually played one of the leads, so that was great. Yeah, that's dope. How did you get into performing? Um, do you mean professionally? Uh, uh, as a young age, like what got you into so it? So, family holiday to London. I went to the Dominion Theatre, saw Greece. Nice. Right at the back of the Dominion, and I said to my mum and dad, "That's what I want to do when I'm older." Brilliant. And nothing before that, no experience. No, not at all. Literally, didn't even want to perform. <laughs> so watched Greece, and then went, "Mum, dad, want to do that?" And then, <laughs> so they then put me uh, in a dance school. When I went back home, and my older sister was like, "Yeah, I want to have a go too." She gave up after the first lesson. She oh, had had enough. <laughs> she was like, "No, this ain't for me." And then I carried on. Um, you know, I started at ten, and then I left uh, Cornwall when I was seventeen. So, yeah, so just did all my, I mean, I was very brought up on the whole ISTD exam mm-hmm. syllabus. So then when I came to London and it wasn't ring a bell walking in yeah. I was, and everything was like more, you know, when I was surrounded by people who had done like competitions and stuff, I was yeah. like, oh, what's, yeah. I've never done this, you know, like, so yeah. What, what kind of dance styles did you train in back at home? So I did uh, modern tap ballet. Oh, so not a lot. I mean, it's a lot compared well, to what I did, yeah, but, but not, not a lot for musical actually, No, well, considering also people these days do like commercial, gymnastics, mm-hmm. contemporary, lyrical. I didn't do any of that. Yeah. And it was all exam work. It wasn't yeah. free work. Were you the only boy? Yeah. Yeah. How was that? Um, I kind of didn't, you know, I mean, I got, you know, people at school tried to bully me, but I was that kind of kid that was just like, yeah, but you're going to stay in Cornwall and serve me coffee one day. I was a really sassy kid, yeah. like I am now, yeah. but like I was proper... <laughs> Mini you. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but it was, um, you know, all the popular girls came to my dance school, so, mm-hmm. you know, and all the boys I fancied the popular girls, then, like, the girls are like, leave him alone, he's like, you can dance, he's cool, you can't. Yeah. yeah, and so I never really massively got bullied. Yeah. Um, yeah. How were your family with you dancing? Was that, were they oh, really fine. supportive? Yeah, really supportive. Yeah, That's I just, dope. You know, it's... it's um, I mean, everyone else in my family works for the NHS. Oh, no. So, you, you're the, the <laughs> so black I'm sheep. literally the black sheep of the, like, the family where literally like, I'm like, oh, I've got opening night tonight. And, you know, you sit around yeah. and they're like, oh, cool, I saved X, Y, Z today. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, actually, who's yeah. the real one? Oh, the rehearsals like, I killed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're like, oh, it's opening night of like Oklahoma. And they're like, yeah, great. And they're like, oh, you know, I saved a guy from dying today. I was like, oh, okay. Well okay, done. you win. And then you kind of get, oh, it's only theatre. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. That's what I always say. I always say to people when they get stressed about 
about what we do mm. and about or like oh I've got no work or they fell shit in the class I'm like it's not that deep no, though is it it is not. just dancing yeah I mean it gets personal doesn't it because it's a passion but, but we're not saving lives like no one's like if someone fucks up a step everyone kicks a fuss I'm like mm. no one's died no we're all good like, the world will carry on I would say spinning. if you're allergic to gherkins and the person in McDonald's gives you a gherkin they t- they got way bigger risk than we do. Yeah, absolutely. Like no one's dying from a backmon. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Well, it could be a first. <laughs> Watch now. Ne- wait, wait till I'm my next base class. You yeah. never know. Yeah. When there's 45 people. Yeah, in exactly. There, and I'll be like, no backmons. Yeah. No backmons. <laughs> Brilliant. What was your? Did you go to college? Yeah, so I went to. Um, I auditioned at 16, and I auditioned for lanes and performers, mm-hmm. and I didn't get into either. So then... Yes, there's hope for everyone. Yeah, I was like, yeah, mm. I've just got a note. I was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> and because I was in Cornwall, I thought I was, a, you know, I was quite, you know, I was the boy dancer, got solos, and mm-hmm. I thought I was bloody brilliant. You yeah. know? So when I walked in and was like, no, thank you, I was like, oh. So I went home for a year, did like, a, you know, A-levels, AS mm-hmm. levels, and every three, four days a week, I had private lessons with my teacher and then went back and auditioned at the same two places and got in. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so, um, but actually, looking back at it at the time, it was the most horrendous thing. Like, oh my God, I didn't get into college. Yeah. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Da, 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 da. And actually, you know, the people that were in my year of college are still my best mates. Yeah. You know, and it was a fantastic time for me to go. If I went the year before, I would have been too young. I wouldn't have... You know, I would have been just 16. Yeah. And for me, I didn't have the maturity to... Oh, especially away from home and in London. 100%. Yeah, yeah. It, it would have just been too... Um, yeah, it would have just been... I would have been too young. I wouldn't have taken training as seriously. Mm-hmm. So Did you enjoy college? Loved it. Really? Yeah, absolutely loved it. I was ready to leave Yeah. by my final show. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I mean, I was dancing every day. I was doing what I wanted to do, you know? Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. I hated college. Did you? I despised it because I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. I was doing what I was told I had to know. Yeah, I mean, I was the kind of boy that was like, oh my God, we're dancing to fame and then I get to go and sing Empty Chairs, Empty Tables in my singing lesson. I was living the dream. I was sneaking out of class seeing if I could go and break dance upstairs in the space Oh, no, yeah, no, no. I mean, the only time I kind of... No, I loved it all. That's I, dope. I, I, yeah, literally, people say, "Oh, how was your college experience?" I went, "I loved it." Yeah, I think I did like four boys ballet classes because I was so bad. The teacher kept calling me Shrek, and I was like, mm. "Oh, okay, cool. Shrek's not yeah, coming anymore." No, like, no, Shrek's not coming. No, yeah. but it's funny now. I look back, I wish I had tried much harder in college because I think what a wonderful life I've had so mm. far. And if mm. I'd actually committed to everything I think it's hard though isn't it because I think it's always easier to look back when you're older isn't it and go I should have done this this and this mm-hmm. you know but um, yeah I was that annoying student I was like oh I've got a free lesson can I come to your ballet class and they were like yeah if you want it's a girl's point class I was like yeah don't worry it'll do it'll do babe it'll do yeah. I always say that to like especially like when we teach it like we both teach at Wilkes mm. and teach at other colleges like when the boys are like oh this because I can relate to the boys yeah. and they go oh this teacher I don't want to do their class not cool and I will always go I know, but trust me, one day yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll regret it. And I'll be like, and you've already paid for it. Yeah. Like, dear, like yeah. you're paying for it anyway, so just yeah. go. It'd be like buying a meal and not eating it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, and I try yeah. and explain that to them because I was exactly the same. Yeah. And obviously, the older you get, you get put in a scenario where you go on stage and they ask you to do something and you go, didn't do that class. Yeah, Fuck, yeah, this yeah, yeah. 100%. Remember uh, doing X Factor for Brian Freeman and he was like, everyone do a triple pirouette. And I was like, thank fuck, I did do college, you know what yeah. I mean? And the, the hip-hop boys, which had no technical experience, had not a clue. Yeah. And, you know, in even I didn't even, like, commit myself to college, but I could do the basics. Yeah, of course. And I was just like, thank God. Like, mm-hmm. otherwise, you're gone. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dope. No, I love college. And what was your journey after college? Did you go straight into work, or did you go to um, the hustle and bustle? So I went, 
I did go straight into work and my first job I was in a studio and um, there was four of us in my year that could tap mm-hmm. and um, Brian Rogers who was the principal is the principal of performers came in and was like I've just had a call the producers need three boys to do this tap show mm-hmm. and there's four of you and the way we're going to decide is flipping a coin oh wow and that was it so nice. my first job was I it, got, it landed on the right side of the coin for me. That was it. Oh, so people do get lucky. Well, that was. Yeah. I mean, it was. You know, people say, "How was your first job?" I was like, "Oh, I got it because it landed on heads instead of tails." Nice. You know, and mm. at the time I didn't realize um, the producers also did pantos and mm-hmm. other shows. So then after that, with the choreographer, I got, I got on really well with the choreographers, um, and they offered me panto. And then from there, we moved on to other work. Yeah. So, but you know, people always say to me, you know, how did you keep well, you know, when you first started out, how did you keep working? And it was like, I was just a nice person, babe. Just got on with the choreographer, worked hard, did a good job, but I was nice. Yeah, just made sure that you didn't piss anyone off on 100%, the way. 100%, yeah. Did you feel like, when you got to your first job, did you feel prepared for it? As in, you knew how everything run? Or when you got there, was it like the biggest shock for you? I mean, no, I kind of felt quite prepared. I knew about professionalism. I knew about being on time. Like, you know, warming up before you start at 10 a.m. None mm-hmm. of that. I will spoon feed me. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, from the day day one at performers, it was all about respect. Yeah. You know, so and that is what I took away from performers a lot was always respect your choreographer, mm. your cast members, your producer, your director. It doesn't matter who. You know, um, Brian said to me, you know. Even the cleaner from your dressing room, respect them because mm-hmm. otherwise you'll be finding out that you'll be cleaning your own dressing room. And yeah. that was the best piece of advice brilliant. I was probably ever given. Yeah, I remember going on my first job, uh, it was the same tour, with same difference, and then like the choreographer Glenn, he'd be like, oh, you know, don't forget to do your presets. And I'm like, you What's what? a preset? Yeah. What's a preset? Yeah, see, I was you quite, know, just stuff like that. I was, I was kind so of quite uninformed. prepared for things like that. So, yeah, but then, so I did that show and then couldn't get a job for love nor money so I worked in a call centre how's that I'm not gonna lie I quite liked it <laughs> and I shouldn't say that but I met um, it was a call centre for actors dancers and singers and I oh brilliant yeah but I was literally sat around a table in the call centre and there was a woman she was in the original cast of We Will Rock You someone nice. was in uh, English National Ballet and you know so I was there surrounded by the most amazing performers and I just spent six months and poor pe- poor people interrogating them yeah literally tell me every single Getting story about your career you what do you do Did and you know even at the call centre I learned so much yeah you know, I was there to pay my rent to yeah. be able to be in London, but they gave me some yes. oh, just like you amazing had, stories. You made the best of the worst 100%, scenario. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a, what I find is a lot of dancers' struggles is whilst they're not earning money performing, mm. what they do to make money yeah, and 100%. still have the time to go and train and it's hard. invest it, in it's themselves. Hard. And I remember being in my flat and needing singing lessons and you know you just have to prioritize you know mm-hmm. i mean you have to obviously eat you have to be able to pay your rent and all of that but you know i was there to audition yeah i was in london to audition and the moment i had a spare 50 quid i didn't go out and drink Drink. i was like that that 50 quid's going to my singing lesson yeah what you know? what kind of things did you survive on in college uh, 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 in that period of having no money like food wise and i mean i i ate properly i just didn't did i just didn't Deliveroo Wagamamas every other night. You, you know, I cooked. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It w- it's re. I mean, it's so easy these days, isn't it? Yeah. Just to go on 
an app and just get something. And then you're like, that's 20 quid I've just spent. Yeah. You know, sometimes I sit at home and go, Philip, you've just spent 25 quid. Oh, I'd survive on on 20 quid a week. Yeah. But but I used to be able to do that, yeah, a week. Yeah. You just go and get all your groceries in. I used to live on Weetabix. Yeah. (laughs) Weetabix and porridge. Yeah, but it's like, you know, I mean, I'm going to sound really old right now, but like fruit and veg, for example, in in like Sainsbury's, it's like two, three times more money than if you go to the grocers and it's an extra five, like two minute walk down the road. Yeah, or the high street grocery. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I always used to go to the butchers yeah, on the high street. Great. Yeah, cheap. Get all the cheap yeah, meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I can't afford chicken breasts, but I can take the legs or the thighs yeah, and stuff, yeah. which are actually healthier for you. Exactly. But, oh, there you go. <laughs> you know, but then I was just yeah. like, I'll just have the cheap stuff, mm. whatever I can survive on. Yeah, it's, um, it's, you know, it's really easy now, isn't it, to kind of leave your house, get a coffee from Starbucks, you know, sit on the tube, then get out to go to a class, get another one, yeah. buy water, get a smoothie. It's, I mean, you've gone off to spend 15 quid. It's yeah. so easy. Oh, so easy. Like, well, you come in Starbucks, you spend three quid on a coffee. Mm. And, you know, how many coffees would you have a day? Exactly. Yeah. That's the yeah. bit. So, yeah, so it's like, just save money by having coffee at home. Yeah. Instead. <laughs> or learn not to drink it. Or just don't drink it. I yeah. can't do that, but yeah. it'd be the best advice for someone I'd say. 100%. Don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's addictive. It's a drug. <laughs> Um, and then what, what happened after the call centre period? So we did Panto. and Best job um, ever. I loved Panto. Panto. People, I people saw do your, knock I it. S- I saw your post the other day, actually, about people putting their nose up about only wanting to do Panto in London. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Which blew my mind, because I, did, I never wanted to do Panto ever. And my first ever Panto was in 2012, mm. and I... I wanted to do a job before I moved to LA with my best friend. Mm. So Nikki Wilkes said to me, yeah. will you do Panto? Do you remember? I remember you getting it, actually. I remember Nikki saying you were doing it. And I said, only if my best friend can do it with me. Yeah, great. And she went, okay. And I was like, really? Yeah. She's like, okay. So we did it. And to this day, the best job I've ever yeah. done in my life. I mean, literally, I mean, three show day. I mean, it wasn't a dream. But I mean, that last show, I mean, I felt like I was drunk. Yeah. I wasn't, but it felt, you know, it was, I honestly have got made such amazing friends from Panto and, you know, it it paid, you know, it was good oh, money. Especially over Christmas, there's nothing yeah, going on. Exactly. Who's in the position to pay to your tax no. man in January, don't you? That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it does make me laugh because back in the day, wherever the job was, that's where you went. And I kind of do see a bit more these days people leave college and just expect what, or kind of go, well, that's what I want, so why am I not having it? Mm. Rather than, it will happen, and it could happen, but you sometimes have to graft, you know? You have to sometimes go to a smaller theatre five hours from London and do a show over Christmas and not go and see your family to learn your graft and work with a choreographer because you never know what jobs they might have. Yeah next year well me, me taking that one job with Johnny and Nicky made mm. me do panto with them for four years yeah. running and got me to teach at their college so exactly. it brought me an income for mm. the next ten years mm. you know 100%. what I mean just from going all the way to Stoke on Trent which not many people want to go to but to this to this day is mm. my favourite job I've ever mm. done and the most fun I've ever mm. had I do feel like dancers as soon as they come out of college they, they knock the jobs which they get offered they're like oh, I'm too good for that yeah I mean I understand we've all got a dream and we want to achieve it, but sometimes, you know, there's nothing else happening over Christmas. You so know, take it. To take <laughs> it, you know, so because it's better, well, I mean, my opinion is it's better to work than it is to be sitting at home over Christmas because there's nothing happening in January either. Mm-hmm. Love. So you're so. super broke for Feb. Yeah, 100%. You know, and yeah, I mean, it was just funny because they were like, oh, I just want to hang, you know, hang 
on until the London panto auditions. And I was like, well, I need to cast it. So, and also the panto I'm doing is only 35 minutes from London. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even far. Yeah. You know? And your London one's probably going to be more demanded, more strenuous. Well, and also <laughs> the London ones, I know half of them are already cast. Yeah. But don't worry. Because they're the ones that every already every working dancer wants to exactly. do. Exactly. And also the choreographer already has the dancers they want to work with. Yeah, of course. Like so most jobs. Like most jobs. Yeah. So it was like, okay, babe, not so a problem. What panto did you do? What was your first one? Um, I did Milton Keynes was my first oh, one. That's a nice venue. Yeah, gorgeous. Heated floor. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, and then I was... Yeah. Uh, was I dance? No, I wasn't dance captain on that one. So I did Pant- I did Aladdin and... The actor did go off for about three, four shows, so I had to go on as Aladdin. Oh, shit. How yeah. was that? Well, I mean, I had no um, rehearsals. So it was like half an hour before I went on. It was like, oh, hi. Did they let you go on with the script? No, I knew just, it. Yeah, you kind of just... Yeah, I knew it. Like, you knew. I was like, babe, don't worry about it. I was like, I'm not, you know. I've been listening. I d- yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't worry, darling. I've done my understudy run. Um, yeah, so, I mean, they literally just put me in a harness because I was flying around the place. Nice. So they literally put me in a harness, quickly did that, put me on the magic carpet quickly, yeah. and then they were like, okay, yeah. get in your first costume. Just point your feet when you fly. Yeah, <laughs> I literally, like, and my dresses and the rest of the cast just pulled me through it. Amazing. Yeah. And if I wasn't in the right place, someone just held my hand and pulled me along. What would you do? It's quite terrifying, though, to go on as a oh. swing. I mean, I shoved me on that magic carpet singing High School Musical Breaking Free. I mean, Living the dream. I was riffing all over the place. Oh, you're yeah. a star. Yeah. I had to shit my pants. Oh, I mean, I was in the gods because I flew down at the beginning yeah. of the show singing. What was it Don't Stop Me Now? And I, <laughs> I was there like just dangling above yeah. the stage like, oh, my God. I don't know. We'll yeah. see what happens. I'll see you in two hours. Yeah. There's something terrifying about that for me. If I have a... An, an inkling of like I don't know what's going on I have this thing which takes over me where I yeah. go oh fuck well I mean I mean you do have that but then it's that moment like when I had to go on for a part in Singing in the Rain because our lead snapped his knee out of place so then selfish bugger well that happened press night as well oh, nice yeah lovely um, so then the next day the cover for him go- went on and I was the cover dialect coach uh-huh. um, and it was just that moment of you know people were like oh my goodness how did it go and I was like complete blur babe you know <laughs> don't the really whole know. thing I don't really know it just happened I said the right words in the right order and I did the right dance steps yeah and that was it don't know what it looked like don't know what it looked like I might have been shocking but I didn't get any notes from the director so, so see you tomorrow Thrilled. yeah so <laughs> see you tomorrow I'll be back on tomorrow I know win yeah. so, you, so you did Panto what happened from there so Panto and then did a bit of film I did some films I oh, get it what yeah, ones did Gulliver's Travels um, Walking on Sunshine and then I did a bit of TV stuff. And then, what was my first musical? And then I did Fame. Nice. Yeah. So that was fun. When was that? Oh, God. How old were you? Fame. Uh, so I left college at 19, 20. I was like 22, 23. Oh, nice. That's a hard. G- it was hard. It's a hard show. Yeah. Is it? I mean, act, I mean, the first number is 14 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're ready to leave after that? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I mean, it was just... And, and when you had finished it, you were then like, oh, my God, I've got the Mega Mix. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, great, all right, then off we go. No, I mean, that was a, that was a, re- I mean, it was also a dream show of mine to do. Were so you touring or? No, I did it um, in like a regional theatre. So oh, it was nice. great. Yeah, I mean, casts were great. And that's where I met my best mate. When? So great. Mm-hmm. We met after first 
day of rehearsals and had a gin and a Wetherspoons. Of course. Lovely. And the rest is history. I yeah. do that before every show now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But yeah, like, love doing fame. And then it all blurs into one, doesn't it, this career. And then, you know, I did a bit of teaching at colleges when I wasn't performing. Mm-hmm. And then did Hairspray. Then I did 42nd Street at some point. I mean, it's all in the wrong order. But yeah. Do you like, did you enjoy 42nd Street? Yeah, it was a lovely little tap show. Yeah. Yeah. Little. I mean, I like tap. I mean, you know, but you know <laughs> what I mean, but I like tap. Yeah. Ta- you know, I love my little tap classes at I've, college. I've never tapped in my life, but whenever I see people tap and they're good, mm. uh, it mesmerizes me. Oh, I mean, the new production of 42nd Street, that um, Claire Hulse, who was the lead, I mean, literally my mouth was wide open for the whole thing. Like, yeah. she's amazing. I saw it two years ago, and when the stairs mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. stretched out right mm-hmm. at the end, I was like, mm. oh. it's just mesmerizing to me. Do you know what I mean? I was like, that people... I was like, people can't even move their arms yeah. in time, let alone yeah. make the same noises and move yeah. their arms at the same time. Do you know what I mean? I was but like, I can't do like hip hop and commercials. So, I know. Yeah, you know, we've all got our strengths. We've all got our strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. But it, it did. I watched 42nd Street and I was mind blown. And I can't remember who the lead was, but she was out of this world. It would have been Claire, I and think. And she was spinning yeah. and bouncing yeah. around the stage yeah, she and tapping, singing yeah. at the same time. And I was just like, she's a real life superhero. Yeah, she is. She is a real-life superhero. And eight shows a week. Yeah, and know? I never had any desire to see 42nd Street. Just my girlfriend went, oh, let's go and watch it. And mm. I went, all right. And we watched it, and I left. I was like, I love it. Oh, my goodness. So you're She's secretly like, stagey, yeah, aren't you? so stagey. Oh, my goodness. But in college, I wasn't at all. I yeah. hate, I, Did you? I hated it. I had no no desire. I, went, I told you earlier, I went to Millennium for like eight weeks, and uh, they said, who's seen a musical? And I... Everyone put their hand up, but not oh, me. Yeah, and they were yeah. like, "Well, then why are you here?" And I'm like, "I was told to be here." Yeah. And they're like, "Be on a scholarship." Yeah, you're on a scholarship. I'm like, "I'm really enthusiastic. Right. Like, I'm good at blagging. Yeah. Like, what can I say? I have no desire to Don't to do it. musical theatre whatsoever." And then, what I found is the older I've got, and I've learned to appreciate the skills that go into mm-hmm. being in musical theatre, and that it's not just about dancing. You know, mm. like just to be basic ensemble, you have to build the dance and sing. Mm. And I couldn't even do that. So it made me have a much bigger appreciation yeah, for of it. Course. And then I saw the side of storytelling yeah. through theatre. Mm-hmm. Not just going, here's cool dance moves to cool song, peace no. out, but yeah. it's two minutes. I saw the this st- and what interests me now when I watch musicals is like the staging mm. and things like that. I get more taken back by why the light comes on there and why they yeah. exit over there. Storytelling, the storytelling, yeah. as opposed to just watching the show. I get yeah. caught up in. I wonder why when she said that line, she went to stage left and mm. not stage right. Like, and I look for oh, the reason. Proper behind think about yeah, it, don't you? Proper stagey, wow. but where it's never interested me. I got all that from doing panto for the first time mm-hmm. and being around. Christian Patterson and Johnny Wilkes and watching them create a show mm. and going, oh my God, there's a reason for everything. They're not just doing it to not do it. Not just doing it, yeah. Whereas I'd never thought about it and that made me have a whole different appreciation for that feel. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, makes sense. Game changer. I really enjoyed 42nd Street. Yeah. Mm, it's one of my faves. Yeah. I like Kinky Boots as well. That was good fun. Yeah. yeah. I was just more impressed that they could do all that in heels. Oh, I know. I know. And then everyone's going to hate me, but I watched Chicago and I didn't enjoy it's a classic, though, isn't it? I know. It? Well, I went to watch Todrick Hall in it. Oh, did you? Because I know Todrick quite well. Oh, do you? Yeah, so I went mm. to watch him. I was like, I'm going to go see Todrick in it. You know, I want to support him. I've never seen him do a West uh, mm. Broadway before, because obviously he'd already lived in America. So I went to watch it, and I was like, he was great at what he did, mm. but I just didn't enjoy the whole production. It was my girlfriend's favorite mm. play, and then we watched it, and I was like, I just didn't enjoy it's it it wasn't for you I just uh, maybe I don't think it's stagey enough maybe not <laughs> I don't think there's enough going on there's no, not you enough want you to th- there was no tap dancing no there's it. no any. No. it's just very s- straight so you like the glitter yeah I do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you like Panto and you like 42nd Street and 
You just like the glitter and sequins, <laughs> like babe. Just like outfits. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I just love the costumes. Yeah, although so, I, you go. I did like the Chicago costumes. They had like those see-through tops on. I was like, oh, I could wear one of them. Yeah. And if I did this, I wouldn't get judged for it. This would be great. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know? yeah, you're like, oh, I can wear that now. Yeah, I did enjoy that. But my favourite is Wicked. Is it? Mm. Lovely. Seen it seven times. I saw Fame before I did it. Eleven. Eleven? Yeah. That's how much I loved it. it, it and then, and that's before you did it. So yeah, doing yeah. it must have been like a dream come true. Yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, and I started the show off, so that was quite cute. Yeah, walked out into the spotlight. Was that tap thing? Was that the first job that you got that you were like desperate to do? Like you know, um, you get that one job which feels like a lottery win. Yeah, I mean, it was the moment when we were doing the sits probe that I got goosebumps. Yeah, like when I did the sits probe of Oklahoma, I wasn't that bothered. Yeah, by it. Where other people were crying because yeah. it was their dream show. And I was like, oh, that overture is five and a half minutes long. That's long. Yeah. That's five and a half minutes. <laughs> I don't like, <laughs> like, that's five and a half minutes. I'll never get back. Yeah. Every night. I mean, it sounded beautiful, but. Every night. Every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was like an 18 piece orchestra, so it sounded yeah. stunning. Yeah. No, I remember the feeling of that first job. Well, the first job that I was dying for was Alexandra Burke. I don't know why I wanted to do Alexandra Burke Bad Boys. It was like the dream. Oh, I love that song. I know. Are you in it? No. Oh. <laughs> Not in the video. But you wanted to do but that was like, like I saw dream. it and I was like, like I oh, want to do that. Yeah. And then I saw her do it on X Factor. And then she was um, had an audition for one of her music videos, Start Without You, which is, isn't great. It's pretty horrific. But I got it. And I remember being like, oh, my God, I'm going to dance with Alexandra Burke. And then did the music video, which was great. And then they asked me, I was two of us to stay on and do promo with her. Mm. And they're like, so you're going to do Bad Boys? And I remember tearing up thinking, <gasps> I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a bad boy. It's so silly. But yeah, it's got me so excited. Though. And then the other one I really wanted, Jason Derulo, um, for the Mobos. And I found out in Tesco's. And I'm in Tesco's walking around, going to the, t- like, to the yeah, checkout yeah, with tears crying. coming down my face. Skimmed skim milk. Yeah. yeah. Skim milk. Amazing. Skim milk. Yeah, it's a good feeling, isn't it, when you get that first mm. thing. I always say to students, like, don't rush your career. Like, no, 100%. It. Like, yeah. be in the moment. Because when I look back, I always think I always thought about what's next. Mm. and never really embraced, embraced the time. Embraced it, yeah. Especially with being... Well, commercial work as well is so, because like, it's go so in, do Go it. in, get out. Whereas, I guess, when you're doing yeah. something for a year's contract, yeah, yeah, you can really embrace it. You can get to know your character you quite well. <laughs> yeah. You can really... You can work out quite quickly if, at the five if, yeah. you, if you need to. I mean, like, producers, for example... I was on at the beginning, but I then had like 45 minutes off. Oh. So I knew that like... What did you do in that time? Oh, I downloaded Netflix and watched an episode. It was nice. like 20 minutes long. I mean, literally, I had the the easiest... It was the same costume for the whole show. So it was black Wind. trousers, black shoes, and a black halter neck. That was it. Nice. So everyone else was like massive costume changes. Mm-hmm. And there was me like in the same one. Do you get bored of doing the same show constantly? Um, depends. Oklahoma, yeah. Yeah. Um, fame, no. Hairspray, no. Producers, no. Singing in the rain, I used to try and avoid getting rained on. Nice. Because then it meant, meant there was literally. You can get out quicker. Well, 100%. It was like I either make that train or if I get soaked, I then have to wait half an hour for the next train. Yeah. And that was literally. And I got soaked. Like, literally, the choreographer <laughs> was like, I'm literally drenched, yeah. you know. Um, but I'd, occasionally I did try and. Yeah, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Yeah. But there was a lot of war involved, so it was quite hard. Isn't but it funny how getting home is like the priority at the end of the day? But I think, I think when once you've done it for a bit, it's you know it's really hard to you know you are passionate about it, but it is at the end of the day a job. Yeah, you know it's like not everything can be press night. No, you know which is why you know when I have friends and 
ex-students that have their press night or their opening night I'm like this is the moment because in three months time you're not going to feel like this no it's going to be in your body you're going to be over it yeah and so enjoy this celebration celebrate yourself Mm -hmm. celebrate your hard work but in three months time this opening night feeling will Mm -hmm. not be there yeah no matter how much it's been a passion Mm -hmm. you know and no matter how much of a dream show it is yeah do you find it hard to always find that that motivation to go on stage and to make it feel like like those days when you're hanging out your ass and then you've um, got, you know you've got to go on in front of, say, a quiet audience and give them the same show that you gave 1,500. But I think, actually, what you do, I think you find a percentage in your body which you go, that show... That's show minimum. Yeah. yeah. And I think you kind of go, that 75% of a performance is always safe. Yeah. And not, it doesn't mean you're lazy. It no. just Because I don't think you can't give a press night Every shows a week no. for a year no because way. you will burn yourself out mm-hmm. you know it's vocally as well you know like mm. you can't give it you know you just know what sits in your voice and yeah. you know you know um you know it's like you know when the the uh the wicked cast changed the last show for the alphabet you know she goes off on one you know yeah. and she sounds incredible but mm-hmm. she couldn't do that eight times a week she's no. got that safe I can sing Wicked as Alphabet A shows a week like this. Yeah. Now I'm never going to do it again. So now I'm going to go off on one and give the audience a treat. But it's the same as yeah. being a dancer in a musical. You know, you mm-hmm. kind of go, I know what's good. And that's a very good performance. I can do more. Mm-hmm. But I can't do that for yeah. you like that. What kind of stuff did you do to maintain yourself whilst performing? Like to keep you um, healthy, keep you fit? Well, it was easier because I was young. <laughs> Being young, I miss being young. Um, when you can go out on the Raz and wake up and do shows the next well, day. Well, exactly, yeah. Or even just rehearsals. Like you used yeah. to be able to go out and then do a 10 a.m. rehearsal. Yeah. Um, I mean, sleep is always really, really important. Um, you know, it's quite obvious, but like water mm. throughout the show, hydration, yeah. food is important. You, you can't be on a McDonald's every day. No. no. Especially because I think, you know, we have, essentially we are athletes, mm. you know, but I don't feel like as performers, we don't get treated like athletes and we don't treat no. ourselves like no, athletes. No, 100%. And that's what Oh, no, we're like, so I think as performers, most of the time, we're the most unhealthiest, but we have to be the healthiest, yeah, if that makes sense. completely. Yeah. And I always say that, like, we don't look after ourselves like a footballer look after themselves. No. And everyone goes, yeah, but we don't get paid what they do. I know, but you're never going to keep getting paid if, mm. you don't, if, you, if your engine doesn't work. You know what I mean? You don't look after yeah. it. And I had that turning point. I remember I was trying to break into the, the dance industry and I was told, you dance great, but you don't look great. And I started being like, okay, I need to yeah. watch what I eat and start exercising. And everyone goes, oh, well, you're dancing every day. That is exercise. I'm like, but we become accustomed to that. Yeah, and your body gets used we to get it. We get used to that. Yeah. That's not going to keep us fit anymore. No. We need to find other ways other to ways do it. Other ways of doing it, you yeah. know? And I remember as soon as I started taking care of myself, work started rolling in because yeah. I was more energetic in auditions mm-hmm. when I'd be in rehearsals I, was, I looked healthier I looked happier let alone physically but you know mentally I was in a better place and I feel like that's something that we don't do enough as performers yeah. we're so caught up in living the life like the life of a Hollywood star because yeah. we're performers yeah. and my Instagram needs another picture my yeah. Instagram needs another picture at a night out at tape or I don't know some club or yeah, the yeah, box yeah. or something yeah. and we, we're realistically that's not the cool thing to do the cool thing to do would be going home and taking care mm. of yourself so your career can last another five years I think it's different yeah I mean I'm pretty sure I, it just depends though doesn't it it's really hard because I think when you're in a job it just depends doesn't it like Alphaba for example I bet she probably goes home most nights because she's yeah. kn- knows tomorrow night she can't do a show so I'm pretty sure she's not in freedom no as on a Monday night on a Monday night as opposed to the person who's just doing maybe a dance track mm. who could probably get away yeah, with exactly. hanging yeah. with a bit of makeup on Oh, yeah. I mean, I used to 
the Mega Mix of Fame, I remember doing a matinee once and the girl was running to- towards me for me to presage her and I remember mm-hmm. being like, oh my goodness, I'm so hungover. Yeah. I mean, she went up, but just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we did a show on Saturday in Glasgow and after the show went out and got absolutely paralytic mm. and then the next day we had a show in Folkestone and I went on stage and there must have been about 200 people in the audience I mean it was full it was a tiny mm. theatre but we went from like 1500 in Glasgow went yeah. out partying all night had about four and a half five hours sleep did a show the oh, next day wow. in Folkestone and going on stage like oh my god but then actually I do think if it wasn't for Panto I mean that is a new version of Tired yeah you know when you're on show 12 Christmas day is your day off and then you're back two shows on Boxing Day you know, mm. I've never been so tired. Yeah. You know, P- Panto is literally the best it's, training. Yeah, it's training. Yeah. Especially, well, when I did Panto, we drank every night as well. <laughs> so right. it was like ultimate training. It's like, it's Christmas, let's have fun. Yeah, 100%. But I mean, let's just mm. go to the pub across the road. But after we were younger as well. True. Too. I don't know if I could hack that now. Oh, I literally, I couldn't do 12 shows. You know, I respect anyone that can do that amount of shows. Yeah, no, definitely. What do you think the hardest thing about being a performer for you has been? Um... I think sometimes just accepting not getting the job mm-hmm. and actually finding out, you know, I mean, someone said to me, um, the thing that will destroy your career, Philip, is if you ever get bitter. Mm-hmm. So, and I learned that quite quickly, that actually being happy for your mate that got the job over you and going to celebrate someone else and realizing that wasn't for you mm-hmm. at that, that, that point. Yeah. Even no matter how much you wanted it, yeah. it just wasn't right for you. Yeah. And um, that was a really good bit of advice. So like, if I didn't get a show, I would make sure I went to my mate's opening night because yeah. otherwise, if I was that bitter person that was raging that my mate's on stage and not me, yeah. I would be really screwed up. Yeah. So, yeah. That's great. That's great. I, th- I, think, I think that's a, that's when people say to me when they graduate, what's your advice? It's mm-hmm. that. And when you, so say for example, you went for a job and you didn't get mm. the job that you were dying for, what, what kind of things did you do to deal with it? Like, what would you, do you know what? Cause like, I feel like loads of people struggle with rejection, right? Yeah. It's the biggest. But do you know what? The but most important for me, the best thing to do was just talk. And mm-hmm. actually I called my mum up and was like, I didn't bloody get it. Yeah. And someone else did. And yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. But I didn't. And yeah. that means I have to go and work in the call center tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but just talking, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't need anything massive I think I love I love it when people call me and go Philip I just need to vent yeah because actually you get off the phone afterwards and you feel better about it and you actually kind of go oh do you know what we're not saving lives like I said yeah, like yeah. we said at the beginning do you know what alright I didn't get Starlight Express but that just means I'm not dressing up as a train for a year yeah I'm not going to learn to skate I'm not going to learn to skate and I'm not going to play a train <laughs> but do you know what like, yeah, yeah. and it's amazing that someone got it yeah but it just didn't happen my time you know I got I didn't get Starlight. I was absolutely gutted because mm-hmm. it was like one of my first ever shows I saw and I was like, oh my goodness, I think I've got it. I think I've got it. I did a really mm. good audition, didn't get it. And I got another show, mm. you know, like, and I got hairspray, you know, yeah. I was like, oh, you yeah, know, great. That's and not what I was expecting. <laughs> no, exactly. But, you know, at the time when I didn't get Starlight, hairspray hadn't even announced it was doing it, you know, yeah. so, you know, a couple of months later, you can't stop the beat. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I think sometimes you just have to accept whatever the outcome is and realize that's just not your path. Yeah. Um, what about what advice would you give for younger or well, anyone really, but students I always speak to when they leave college that they're struggling to get work. 
and they're like, what do I, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? I, what kind of advice would you I give mean, them? I mean, um, I go to class, use social media, but also, you know, I did a show, uh, I got asked to do a show at the union and there was no money involved in mm-hmm. it. And I was really, like, I was like, do I really want to work for free? Mm-hmm. Is that a little bit below me? Yeah. And I did it. And I used it for what it was. And I got lovely reviews from like the Telegraph, the Times. And I then, from the producers of uh, an American producer, saw the show, mm-hmm. contacted me. And two weeks later, I was flying out to America to work. Yeah. And so when people say to me, I'm not working, it's like, yeah, but if you're just going for Wicked once a year... Yeah. You're putting all your eggs in one basket. I'm not saying always work for free. You've got to obviously mm. pay your rent. But if you've got an opportunity to perform, be smart with it. Invite the right people. Yeah. You know, if you have an agent, get them to invite choreographers, mm-hmm. directors, casting directors. Because um, you don't know what anyone's looking for. Like, people never know, you know, you know, for example, Panto, people don't realize that every time I'm watching him dance, I'm like, oh, could I employ you? Could I employ you? Could yeah, I employ you? Completely. Like, so, you know, if someone's doing a one-off class or whatever, go to it. You know, yeah. if you can afford it, go to it. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like we're in a, I, I don't know about musical theatre, but in the commercial dance world, we've mm. got this thing at the moment about working for, like knowing your worth and not mm. working for free or not working for a lower wage. Mm. And it's hard, isn't it? Because... Obviously, we don't want everyone to start working for free. Mm. We don't want people to start doing Brit Awards for free. Mm. We don't want, if Wicked do a special night, to hire 50 dancers and them all to do it free because that's a missed opportunity for a paycheck. I I think there's a difference, though, isn't there? I think there's a difference between, for example, doing a commercial for Tesco but knowing they're a multi-billion pound company and knowing they can afford you rather than doing a show which has 30 seats in it and you're like... Well, by the time the producers paid rent on this place in Zone 1 of London, paid for costumes, paid for rides, mm-hmm. you know, once you think about all that money, yeah. and you kind of go, mm, they're pop- I mean, I'm not saying to always work for free. Like I said, the one time I did work for free, I was clever about it, yeah. and I made sure that that other work would come out of it, mm-hmm. and that's what happened. Yeah, that is not just for a stranger who's no. <laughs> got nothing to offer no, exactly. besides that. No, and I wanted to work with the producer. I wanted because they were doing an awful lot. So I was like, it's, it's in my best interest to do this. Yeah. No you money, but I, it opened up UK tours, mm-hmm. America, everything. Because you want to be in their net circle, obviously. Yeah. And that's how I started, you know? Yeah. How, uh, how important do you think networking is? I mean, for me, I get jobs from it. Same. I get a direct message and you connect to people that you wouldn't connect to. I mean, mm-hmm. back... Right when I left college, you know, we didn't have Twitter. Yeah, I was going to say, we didn't have Twitter So, like, you know, if I wanted to meet a director, it would be, fingers crossed, I've got an audition yeah. and that they remember me or a choreographer. Well, now you can just press follow and yeah. follow a choreographer. And message them. <laughs> it's easy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I used to... It's easy. I used to be like, oh, when we go to Freedom this week, I hope there's more dancers there that I don't know and hope Sean yeah. introduces me to people. Well, this is the thing, you know, it's, you know, people... You know, I used to literally be in a bar as a plus one of someone and, you know, you had to go, hi, nice to meet you, I'm Philip. Yeah. And, you you know, and then afterwards, you could then just follow him on Twitter. That was it. Yeah. You'd hope that you'd get an audition for him one day and they'd yeah. remember you. The biggest impact someone did that with me is when I first moved to L.A., I didn't really know anyone. And I met a guy called Michael Wilson, who's a dancer. He's lovely. Mm. And we met 
kind of messaged me before I moved to LA because we had mutual friends and mm -hmm. I was like I'm moving out there I've got no friends I'd love to make a friend with you mm -hmm. in you do you know what I mean and then everywhere I went for like the first month he introduced me to every single person and yeah. after a month I'd met so many people and so many people knew who I was because he took the effort to mm -hmm. introduce me to someone to help me out that it made that that beginning phase was so much quicker than it yeah. should have been do you know what I mean and it was such an impact but I mean it's like um, you know I just had a a girl come to my bass class and she's just come from New York, doesn't know anyone, you know, wants to try and get auditions and da-da-da. I was like, oh, babe, I was like, meet me for coffee one time. I was like, message me on Twitter. Let's go for coffee and I'll help you out. Yeah. That's how it works. I love that. You are very good at that, being like, who's in Central? I've got three hours to kill. Oh, I love a coffee and I love yeah. a gossip. Let's have a yeah. gossip. Yeah, I love it. That is brilliant. I do think if more people did that, we'd have more of a community as well. Well, do you know what? I, I was, I've been helped by my peers mm -hmm. you know i've been helped by people that i really admire so why would i then decide not to do i agree do you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i had bill deemer stephen Meir, who are friends of mine but have really supported me mm -hmm. and you know bill was unavailable to do a show and he let me do it and he was like i think you'd be great for it and you know i had a show in a, in a west end theater and i was there going and that's just because he wants to give me an opportunity because he believes you know, the next generation of choreographers need inspiring. So that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. To even, even if you don't want to become a choreographer, like a dancer, like I just want, because I, you know, why be horrible? Yeah. You don't need to be. You do don't you know need to I mean? be. I agree. That, well, that's why I started this podcast. I remember th when I first started, I was really lucky. I fell into the right circle yeah. of friends, which are very experienced. Mm. And they gave me so much information that, at the time was so valuable to me yeah. and whenever I speak to dancers or I see people tweeting and posting about stuff that they need the answers to I'm like do you know what there needs to be a resource so they can hear people's stories who have made mm -hmm. it and take advice from people and there might be 99 people that listen to this that don't get anything from it but that one person it might change 100%. their entire career so yeah. in that case it's worth it you know yeah, what I mean no, that's really the whole is. point that I want to give people the opportunity to hear your people like yourselves stories and other people's struggles to be able to relate to them and go oh he you know yeah. you were philip worked in a call center for six months mm. oh i've been here five i might yeah. be okay let's not give up yeah 100 you know percent. i mean give that bit of hope you know it's um and that's the thing isn't it it's you know someone um said to me recently they were like oh you know philip you're really lucky because you know you get things handed to you job wise and i was like actually that's 12 years of hard work babe yeah. that's me working in a call center that's me spraying perfume in in a uh, in heathrow airport that's me handing out yeah. um coupons to take that whilst my friends were dancing to take that at wembley yeah. you know actually yeah. that's, that's me teaching kids that yeah completely. at a primary school you know yeah. that, that's I'm lucky that now I get job offers, but for six, seven years, you know, I was there. Yeah, you've done all open the auditions. I've done all the shit jobs. I did all the open auditions. I waited in line with everyone else in the rain. You know, mm, you've, it's, you've yeah, earned that. I've earned it. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't just leave college and ta da. Yeah, that's what I say. When people moan about stuff, I'm like, I spent two years in a Speedo in a gay bar. Mm. You know, like people go, oh, you're oh, living your life. And I worked yeah, in the Abbey yeah, for two years, yeah. hating every yeah. moment of it thinking I need to do this to mm. survive, to be here, to be in LA yeah. to get the opportunities I want. This yeah. is the sacrifice I have mm. to take. 100%. And instead of moaning about it, you just go, right, let's go. But I mean, also, <laughs> I think the older I get, the more of my friends then decide like, to be grown-ups and leave London, yeah. get a house, start a family. And I'm like, oh, great. 
one less person to worry about. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, I'm just convinced I'll be here at 50. And the only reason why I've got jobs is because everyone else has you're given the, up. You're the last one left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm literally the last one standing. You know, but yeah. Um, how important do you think an agent is for a performer? Um... Because I hear all the time, oh my god, my agent's dropped me, oh my agent hasn't signed me, oh, as it's if hard. it's the be all and end all. It's, it's a bit of both. Yeah. It's, um, you know, a lot of casting directors will only deal via agents, mm-hmm. so, you know, you're not, it's going to, you're going to really struggle to get a West End or UK tour job without an agent. Trust mm-hmm. me, it does happen though. Yeah. Um, I mean, here's a story for you. I had a student who's just left college. Um, went to an audition I mean he had an agent mm-hmm. but it was he went to Mary Poppins he actually accidentally turned up to Wicked Win. and he was like Hi, I'm here for Mary Poppins and they're like this is Wicked and they were like oh come in anyway he made his West End debut on Monday brilliant but do you know what I mean like yeah. you have these stories I mean they're rare I mean you do kind of need an agent for musicals but you know Six had open auditions you know and yeah. You know, there are things about you can yeah. do, but I mean, they're just rare. Yeah, because I hear a lot of younger dancers going, oh, I haven't got an agent. I need an agent. I need mm. this. And I remember when I first moved to London, I was the same. I wanted as, yeah. uh, in commercial, you can have as many agents as you want. Of course. It's not yeah. one. I remember at one point I had like 12 or 13. And still to this day, I've probably worked for three of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, yeah. what's the I mean, with musicals, it is to kind of get you. But I mean not in a horrible way there's some crap agents out there as well though so well, you can even be with an agent and they're not getting you seen. anyone can be an agent though right I believe and this is to me I've always found it's not even about how good your agent is it's about no. your relationship with them yeah and what are you 100%. doing to build a good relationship with them I mean I love my agent he we performed together in Gulliver's mm-hmm. and I can literally talk to him about my job but then I can also tell him and be like babe, does this outfit look any good on me? You know, like, yeah. I'm just about to go out clubbing for tonight. You know, he's also my friend. I understand you can't always be your friend, you know, your agent can't be your mate. Yeah. But you do need to be able to have that conversation of, look, babe, why am I not getting called in? You yeah. know, like, why am I not booking it? I'm getting to the finals for everything. What am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, you know, there's a lot of people that are holding workshops. Yeah. You know, agent workshops and... Which you've recently done, right? Yeah, I did a, um, like, a two-day agent day. Yeah. Yeah, which was great but I mean even that I mean the people that came were great but even that you know people were like oh you know I see if I can make it I don't have an agent and I really want one but you know and how bad do you really want well how it? much do you want it babe you know yeah. what you were willing to sacrifice yeah, exactly. to make that happen um, you know and I said to you know the girls that came oh and guys it was uh, that came you know it's part of it is your talent part yeah. of it is if you're business minded yeah you know I think talent's 50% of being successful yeah definitely everything else is the way you present yourself yeah. on a on social media and in person yeah I, I um, had a podcast last month with Ema and we were saying the difference between a good dancer and a good professional dancer although they have the same quality mm. the good professional dancer has the professionalism that the mm. other guy doesn't and that's yeah. what gives them the job 100%. and most of the time the person could be less talented mm. but I mean I literally 100%. and they'll do way better I mean my friend did Rock You, mm-hmm. an audition for Wicked, and um, the associate of Wicked called up the associate of Rock You and was like, what are they like to work with? And they were honest, and he got it because they knew he was a nice was guy to thing. work with. Yeah. You know, people don't realise that. You know, like, and I've had, I've called people up, dance captains from other shows, and it's like, look, they're in the finals for a job, what are they like? 
Yeah. And they're like, lovely. Or they're like, mm, they're yeah. quite hard to work with. So I, w- I have actually cast people who are slightly less talented, but I know they're nice compared to the talented one who I think is going to be a bully in the cast. Yeah, and if you've got them for a day, it's not a big deal. But for six months, it's going to oh, change the job. Me. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. definitely. Yeah, reputation is everything. Yeah, was when I was trying to get signed with my American agent, mm. I didn't know, but they rang, they were friends with my UK agent. Right. And they rang him and were like, what's Kane like? Mm-hmm. And then he emailed me saying, just sold you to, you know, mm-hmm. to block. Mm. And then I got an email 20 minutes later, oh, you've been accepted, just signed, yeah. you know. Mm. And it's, if that conversation hadn't happened, then maybe it wouldn't have. Mm. Yeah, reputation's everything. Wouldn't have happened. Mm. No, it's interesting. It's a very weird and wonderful world we live in. Oh, I Especially mean, our world. It's so weird because it's so personal, isn't it? But then at the same time, it's not. It's so not a big deal, really. Well, not even that. <laughs> it's even like, it's so personal that we love it, we want to be in it, da, 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 and rejection's really hard. But actually, like casting a show, for example, people don't realise it's like, compared to heights, can you fit the costume? Are you right for the character that yeah. in front? Like, I mean, I'm doing a show at the moment where half the cast were already booked, and I just had to match him up with the other half, you know? So yeah. it was like, oh, Philip, like, are you having auditions? No, I don't need to because I'm only looking for two, three people. And I'm going to waste and 500 I'm, people's time. I don't want to waste their time. I don't want to be calling people different heights when I know they've got to be five to ten. Yeah. They can't be six to two. Yeah. So I'm not going to wait the guy. I'm do not going to. Do you, do, does that happen very often in musical theatre, like uh, auditions where like, okay, if they're looking for a specific type of person mm. that they call everyone in and they still keep them all day and they still let them do all the rounds, even though they know what they're looking for? Oh, I mean, I know a show recently that called people in and they'd already cast it all. It which wasn't is, mine. Which is ridiculous. But yeah. They literally sent scripts and songs, mm. but they'd already cast the role. Yeah, because there's nothing better than going into an audition and then being like, you don't need to be here. And I'd be like, no. why? So why? Like, We're looking for a black guy. And I'm like, no hard feelings, bye-bye. <laughs> like, well, d- you know don't waste anyone's time, yeah. Yeah, it's better than grafting for four hours, mm. unless obviously you've travelled all the way for it. Mm. But, you know, better than wasting someone's time. I was 100%. just wondering if that happened. Yeah, it still does. Yep. Such a shame. How do you stop that, do you reckon? I don't know. I mean... I presume it's casting direct. I don't know, to be honest with you. Casting I mean, directors would have to be well, there. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've, if I've already cast a show, the last thing I want to do is then go in a studio and watch people I can't offer a job to. I'd rather yeah. be in the pub. Yeah. But then some, in, in the commercial world, again, some some choreographers and agents like holding an audition because it makes them look busier than they really are. Or it gives yeah, a, but that's it gives ego, a person, though, It is ego, it? definitely. Who's got time for that? Well, some people do. No, I know, but, but it's I mean, them spending money, which blows my mind. I'm like, you're spending all spending this money to, money to blow your yeah. own horn. Just hold a class. Hundred <laughs> percent. Just invest and yeah. make a, your own little video. Yeah, very or something. odd. It's very, very peculiar. I mean, I also like sometimes not working because then it makes me n- force me to have a holiday. You know, like yeah. I've just had four days off. I mean, literally, but I was forced to not mm. do anything because no one was ringing me wanting to Work. use me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? But. So you, I start work tomorrow on my new show for two weeks and then I'm off somewhere else so then I'll be exhausted again. Yeah. Do you find it hard being self-employed? It can be. I mean, I get really bored quickly. So, I mean, going one place to one place is ideal for me. It's ideal. Mm. As opposed to just being... Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes it's nice, isn't it? One day you're teaching, the next day you're doing your own class or, you know, then you're doing rehearsals and then I'm off to do, you know, it's nice. That's what I like about touring. You tour Mm. three, three, four days a week. I tour Mm. three, four days a week. And then the other days I'll go and teach or I'll judge a competition and then those days feel Mm. more exciting. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, I would hate an office job. Yeah. I would hate to know for the rest of my life I'm doing nine till five on the same desk 
work in the same yeah. contract. I couldn't be the person that works Monday to Friday and then lives for the weekend. Yeah. I would hate that. Which obviously some people that suit to a T. Oh, 100%. That just but, ain't me though, babe. But I can't no. work all day to then try and live in that short amount of time in mm. the evening where you're exhausted. Yeah. Whereas I feel like we live, we're very lucky that we have a life where we live day to day, which is our work. That is yeah. us living our life to our full. But at the same time, I feel like you kind of have to be obsessed with your job to be successful to, to you a do. high level. And you have to be obsessed. You have to be obsessed and it has to be something that is all you want. Yeah. Because if you're half-hearted about it and you're like, oh, I, yeah, I'm oh, trying to make it a yeah. career. Well, like you said, can mm. you should come to my agent thing. Oh, I don't know if I can make yeah. it. Well, then you, you're if not you don't live and breathe, If you don't live and breathe this career, you will have a very lovely short time, mm-hmm. but it will be short. Yeah. Like literally, you know, when people say to me, oh, I'd love to come. Or I'd love to come and audition for you, but I've actually, um, I'm going to Centre Parks with my family for the week. And I'm like, well, just go late. Yeah. Get you know, like, train. I, you know, I'm supposed to be going on holiday with my family next week yeah. to a little country house as a family to do. Sorry, I've got a job. Can't, can't come. come. Yeah, same. So I'm going on the last day. Yeah, same. Literally, they're going to have a lovely time for six days in the country house, hot tub. Da, 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 da. Great, not coming now. Sorry, got no. rehearsals. Yeah, we don't this. have sick pay. We don't have no, holiday I'm a, pay. But, you know, you know, and I said to my mum, really sorry. I know you're gutted I'm not going to be there. I know it's for Dad's 65th birthday. And I know it's a landmark birthday. Really sorry. But I'm obsessed with my career. Yeah. And so that will come first. Yeah. Cause it's I mean, I've missed so much. Same. Yeah. But Weddings, birthdays. But funerals everything exactly but if i did if i put people not in an egotistical way if i put people before me weddings i wouldn't have had half the career completely i've had yeah because it's that you're always going to be the one that people can rely on not Mm. to bail you'll always pull through and be consistent yeah it's like when people like go oh i can't do a show next week why i've got a funeral to go to and it's like well i understand that's Mm. very sad and you have a funeral Mm. to go to but the thousand people that are paying to come and watch you. <laughs> well, I think it's also, I think it's one of those things. If, you know, life happens and you do have to go to some things, but it's one of those things, being self-employed, you do have to sometimes take the work, don't mm-hmm. you? Yeah. And the sacrifice, that there are just sacrifices, you know? I mean, I find it amazing how many graduates can afford to go on holiday. Yeah. They're all on holiday at the moment. Ibiza. But, but then, you know, you get that kind of message from a graduate like, oh, I really want a job and yeah. I don't have an agent. Well, actually, I've just held an agent day and I've just held my own class. And you know I'm looking for dancers, but you'd rather go to you'd not Gran come. Canaria for a week. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, well, yeah, what sacrifices are they willing to take mm. to put themselves in that exactly. position? I used to stand outside Pineapple and meet people at the door. I mm. just used to, not like, not greet yeah, them not weirdly, to come in, not yeah, weirdly, yeah. but I just think, right, where do all the professionals hang out? Mm. Oh, they all take class at Pineapple. Cool, that's going to be my hangout place. I can't take class, I've got no money, but it's just an area I'm going to hang out instead of hanging out at home. Which is what's great about social media. It's now hang out it's there. free. You yeah. Know? And I used to stand there and, you know, Shaney was the first one I ever met and he was like, what are you doing? Are you taking class? And I'd know. And he'd be like, why? I'd be like, oh, I've got no money. And he'd be like, you're a dancer. And I'm just like, yeah. Well, where did you train? Oh, Liberatus mm. with Void. And he'd be like, I know Void. If you press pause and play on my music, you can take my class for free. Great. Okay. Yeah, great. You sure? Yeah, every week. You mm. know, like, met Dax, same thing. Went in, oh, who are you? Kane, oh, can't afford to dance. Don't worry, mate. Just take mine. Yeah, like, 100%. You know, you make friends and you realise that actually what are you doing to put yourself out there and I'm not saying go and beg outside a classroom door <laughs> for a free dance class yeah everyone would be a bass next time yeah, hold one stood outside <laughs> like what's wrong a sign saying please teach me like, <laughs> spare yeah. change please for yeah. your class yeah, but you've got to put yourself yeah. and make your own opportunities sometimes mm. you have to make your and own and sometimes you'd have to sacrifice yeah. yeah and make your own positions yeah 100%
Yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's hard, and I really respect anyone that's in this industry because I understand how hard it is. But I also, when people aren't willing to sacrifice and yeah. they want to go on their holiday and they're then I can't rather to stay mom. in bed, and you're like, well, you know, I can only help you. Yeah, then I can't. And, they, and you to only want to, yeah, and I will only do panto, which is in yeah. the tube. You're like, okay, we're going to have to talk we're about sacrificing somewhere. Chat. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. So uh, what's next for you? You go, you start your new job tomorrow. So do that. So do the musical. I mean, I'm off to Ireland to do a couple of masterclasses for, mm-hmm. um, it's like the new Irish version of Move It. Yes. Um, and then I'm coming back and then I've got a, a job I can't announce yet dun, throughout dun, dun. Uh, through to like August, Nice. whatever. And then a couple a of weeks one. off. Sorry? Through to all, oh, this August. This, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, God, no, 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 not a year. Um, and then come back, and then I think I've got a couple of weeks off, and then it's back to... Teaching term. Yeah. Teaching term. And then that's done. It's my favourite time. First term. Yeah. Yeah. It's when you go and teach, and they're all excited and new. All yeah. scared and new, but that's how you... Either or. Yeah. yeah. The I mean, excited ones get you. Yeah, I mean, the ones cute. which The students which know you, and they're like, they're, say they're going into second or third year, and they're like... There's no awkwardness, so they're ready to go for that. It's and when you call this the, the old second year, third years, and then they're like, <gasps> yeah. And th- I always go to them, especially the boys. I go, guess what? This time next year, you're against me. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's what I used to say. Yeah, yeah. 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 This next next this year, against next me, year we're going to be auditioning next week. And they other. pull out a tap number and a fuete, and I'm like, you've got oh, it. Yeah, you, you win. You'll be fine. <laughs> you win. Yeah. No, <laughs> you yeah. Do. When you meet Spencer, you've got this. Yeah. One. You're right. But then it's you know back to September, and then next thing I know, it'll be Panto. There you yeah. go. Crazy. Back to it crazy yeah. uh, one one your best piece of advice for anyone trying to sort of make it in this industry be nice be nice whatever you do mm. doesn't matter even if it's um like a normal job you don't know who you're working you could be with like a choreographer that is just out of work at the moment or it's going to be a massive choreographer in five years time do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Like, just be nice be supportive be mm. kind just be kind everyone's struggling yeah. You know, ev- everyone has their own demons and everyone has their own issues and stuff. Yeah. So just be kind. That's Definitely. all it needs. I agree. Yeah. Thank you very much, dude. No, this been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks Thank for the you. coffee, too. You're very welcome. Don't tell everyone. Otherwise, they're all going to expect coffee when we go out. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, what's the time? We could be having happy hour, but you've got a show, too. I've got to drive to the show. Oh, That's the one. issue. Oh, it okay. wouldn't I be the show that was the problem for happy hour. <laughs> In fact, that would be more of a reason to have there a drink. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, dude. Thanks for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Thank you so much for all your support. Please share the podcast with your friends, your family, other performers. Even if they're not performers, just share it with them. Get us more downloads. Share us on Instagram. If you listened to the episode and you liked it, even if you didn't like it, tweet that it was shit. Just get me more traction. Get us some more followers on Instagram. Get us some more listens. Yeah, thanks for your support. Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Much love, peace, I'm the Ginger Ninja, and I'm out.